This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. You know, our three best shooters were 0 for 13. Uh, and oftentimes in these NBA games now, that's the deal. You don't have to look anywhere else. We made mistakes, they made mistakes. Uh, but we competed the whole night, and I was really pleased with that. I actually feel pretty good. We have to make shots, we didn't. And they had that little barrage there where they made six in a row. And that was the game. What is up, Spurs Nation? Gaita La Boca, shut up. Because you are listening to a bucking Spurs podcast brought to you by buckingspurs.com and the big heads media podcast network i'm robert Trejo jr your host of absp like the great goat coach pop would say we're all about players who are over themselves and are about team success as are we here at absp so follow in the footsteps that the greatest big three to ever do it have laid down for us otherwise known as the spurs way be a true team player and subscribe to this podcast on itunes spotify stitcher podcast or wherever you get your podcast jam on get me open and nail that game-winning jumper by down screening on your phone now and just like the spurs with five golden trophies in that trophy case rate this podcast five golden stars the beautiful game that we all know and love can only manifest itself by collective effort of sharing that rock so don't be a pod hog and share this podcast episode to the rest of Spurs Nation. You can do that by following us on YouTube for more Spurs content like drive through Spurs takes and Spurs tacos and more. Of course, you can share and follow on us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. If you want to make the first team all at BSP, go ahead and bookmark BuckingSpurs.com on your web browser now where you can show your support and visit our fan shop for Bucking Spurs hoodies, tees, laptop sleeves, iPhone cases, and more. take a closer look at the fourth quarter versus the Mavericks so I'm going to kind of dissect what was going down and what happened how we got close at the end how we lost it in the middle and how we're pretty close in the beginning because when we came out of the third quarter Rudy Gay had just hit back-to-back threes and we had all this momentum going with us. We had cut it down to five. The score was 74 to 79. We came out with Rudy, Patty, Lamarck Saldridge, DeMar DeRozan, who was the, for I think it was Murray. 
So we're playing there in the fourth quarter, right? We're down five. We cut it to three. Things are going good. And then Dallas calls a timeout. And then this is where everything flipped. This is where Christoph, Christoph's Porzingis came out and pretty much did all he really did in this game. Uh, came in this little stretch here. Uh, when we cut it to three, that's when we really had to make our move. We really needed to get a stop and cut it, you know, to tie it up or to go ahead and take the lead on the other side because we're working all second half, right, on working on this lead, trying to come back and trying to really hold something and 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 uh, not just giving it back to Dallas, right? So, which is what we just did here because we cut it to three. KP comes out. Hits a three ball, bang. We come down, nothing. They go back, Chris stops again, bang. Back to back threes to stretch the lead from three to nine in the matter of, you know, a minute, minute and a half. So that's really where the game kind of lost, got lost from us, right? And it's from those back to back threes from Chris stops. But DeMar comes down, he answers, right? He gets a bucket and then he goes to the free throw line after that. Then Dallas comes down and then Wright and I don't know who else from the Dallas Mavericks just comes down and just loses their minds. And they go on another back-to-back -back three ball run. And so now the lead was stretched out to nine. Now it's stretched out, stretched out to 11 at this point. It's 94-83. And this game is about three minutes. In about three minutes, this game kind of just blew up right in front of our eyes. You know, that's 12 points-ish in about three minutes when we had cut it down to three. We were almost there to kind of take this game back at this point because I think in the second half we, we played in flashes where we were just better than them. Um, you know, they rested Luka a lot. They they didn't play Luka and Kristaps a lot together. Um, which I think is smart on their on their end because they're better when they're when they're not on the floor together. They need to figure that out. But it was like worst case scenario, whatever could have happened, happened. They came down and just kind of made it rain from the three-point line. And that's when Pop decides to call a timeout, right? And so we call a timeout with about 7.45 left, right? And now this is where I want to kind of buckle into and get a little bit specific on the lineup because, hey, we're getting what we want, Spurs Nation. We're seeing Derek White and DeJounte Murray on the floor together, right? They go with DeMar DeRozan. LaMarcus Aldridge and Trey Lyles along with those two guys and then Rudy subs in a little bit later but it's 745 left in the fourth quarter and we're starting to see these two guys play together why because what just happened we just gave up so many buckets in so little time that it's like oh man if we want to keep this game close we need to get a couple of key stops right so what are we going to do we're going to put our two best de perimeter defenders out on the floor our two point guards and then let's see how that goes for us now we, i don't think we can expect the world out of this lineup because they haven't even really played all that much together you know what i'm saying so but let's see the one thing that we hope that we can count on is that they get stopped so we come down 7:45 minutes left the the first thing we do is go to demar DeRozan on offense and he gets a tough bucket right and then coming down the other way on d the first defensive possession Derek white closes out hard great close out hand he contests i don't know whoever hits this three puts a hand right in his face and i think it was Brunt bronson and then boom it just goes down i mean you can't ask for a better d than that then you know we go down there and we we turn it over real quick lamarcus aldridge the ball fumbles out of someone's hands turnover they go down get a bucket christophs perzingis tries to post up every now and then and he really can't 
Uh, there's one thing that I've seen is that everyone is dogging him for not posting up. Like you see all these, all these like old school guys on TNT, like Charles Barkley and Shaq. They're like, oh man, if he could just you know get on the block, he's a seven footer, he's a unicorn, he's got to score you know 15 points from the block, and he's they're right. You know what I mean? Because players that can do that, like LeBron, KD, and Kawhi, are next level players because they can do it from all over the floor. But Kristaps, man, that guy cannot play with his back to the basket at all doesn't know how to pass out of double teams uh so he just he tries to post up demar demar posts him up takes him all the way to the three-point line um but the ball ends up just kind of sloppily gets whipped around the court and they hit a wide open three on that so they hit back-to-back threes on us we get a bucket then a turnover so it's not what it's not what we wanted right with this lineup on the floor because the spurs nation we're all here just want just hoping that these two guys figure it out on the floor and you know or whatever the pieces are around them are enough to do well because we want to see this work we want to see these two guards play together and play together well so we can see more of it right but you know we come down next possession Derek white shoots a three misses it right so then we come back they miss a shot. We come back. Derek White takes another three, right? Back-to-back threes. I think this was a big moment. It was like, okay, so if these two guys are going to play together, who's going to be shooting the ball from the outside? And Derek White was like, all right, I'll do it. And give him credit. He's been shooting the ball pretty well. He misses back these back-to-back threes, you know, so that was really a missed opportunity where we could have kind of cut this lead down, right? Because at this point, we're, we're down by... 11 points right so we're or, so i don't know what it is but we're, we're down we're trying to come back right so we come down they miss another shot and then you know, rudy turns it over kind of tweaks his ankle or something but stays in the game then here comes luca right because luca was on the bench during all this you know again like i said they they kind of split up split up kp and luca in dallas which is smart but here he comes man and that guy is just a beast right so but if we reflect on this lineup of Murray and White on the floor together. They played three minutes, right? Because they kind of got, let me see, Bryn came in for Murray at four minutes and 35 seconds left in the quarter, right? We were, the score was 85 to 100 at that point. So those three minutes with that lineup that was in there lost that stretch two to six, right? So they didn't do better than even Dallas could do, you know, then we couldn't even take on Kristaps, you know what I mean? And just a surrounding cast of Dallas Maverick players who are just hitting open shots. And after the game, post game, that's what Pop and, and Damari was. So they, well, they hit shots, man. They did. They hit a lot of shots. And Dallas, the Dallas Mavericks may hit about probably one, two, three, four, five, six, seven threes in the quarter or something like that. So, so they definitely turned it on and it hurt us. Right. But the game wasn't over. The game wasn't over. So at this point, 435 left in the fourth quarter. Bryn Forbes comes in for Murray, and we have our playoff lineup that did very well last year with LaMarcus Aldridge, Rudy Gay, DeMar DeRozan, Bryn Forbes, and Derek White. So things start to click a little bit more. We can see that this lineup is familiar with each other. They play well together. Um, Forbes comes down, misses a shot, man. Forbes has just been off, and, and there's a lot of chatter out there about, um, you know, should Forbes sit 
Should Forbes still start? I mean, he earned that spot, and I agree with that, but he's not performing right now well enough. He's not shooting the ball well enough. He defends at a decent level. You know that his effort is through the roof, but at the end, what are the results? I think that his size kind of hurts him there, but he makes it makes it up when he's shooting lights out. See, that's when you can keep Brent Forbes on the floor is because, yeah, he might get scored on, you know, three out of the seven plays that get run in the next five minutes, but he's going to come down. He's going to hit three or four threes, you know, in the next five, six, seven plays, right? So when he's not doing that, he kind of hurts you. Um, but when we needed a bucket, man, we had gone already probably around two or three minutes without getting a bucket. And DeMar DeRozan comes out, and and he gets he gets one to drop. So finally, it's 87-102. A goaltending call goes our way. White finally hits a three, cuts it to 10 at this point with a minute and 51 seconds left to go in the ball game. Forbes, tough D, tough, ferocious attitude, steps it up here in this last minute and 51 seconds. Because I think we're all kind of like, oh my God, you know, Brent Forbes, you know, what happened on that last shot, three-point attempt, you know, coming down on the last play of the game. But let's not forget and take a closer look at the film and see everything that Bryn Forbes did leading up to that moment. Um, Forbes guarded Brunson or whoever it was, 94 feet, picked him up as soon as he caught the ball in off the baseline on the other end. Made him dribble the ball all the way down. Made him turn him once or twice. And actually forced... The turnover, right? Made the guy dribble off his leg, right? So, boom. So, great. Things are going our way. We caused a turnover. Now, we got to go come back and get a bucket. Right? So, we, we think we miss one. We come back. We get another turnover. And then, Bryn Forbes comes down and gets a, a three-point the hard way, right? Old-school three-pointer and one. He just catches, rips baseline, you know, gets the end one to go. And he hits the free throw, right? So, Bryn Forbes was kind of bringing us back here in the moment. And Luca, you know, ends up getting fouled with about 47 seconds left to go in the game. It's a seven-point game at this point. Luca gets fouled, goes to the free throw line, and misses both of them. So he had a chance to stretch it from seven to 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 nine, which kind of would have been the nail in the coffin. But he goes up to the line and misses both of them. That kind of shows a little bit of maturity that he still has left to grow with Luca because he should have iced those free those free throws, especially being the point guard in that team, being the leader, being the MVP. You got to knock those free throws down. So he misses them, gives us just a little bit of life, right? So Rudy comes down and then bang hits a three, right? So now we cut it down to five. It's a five-point game at this point. You know, they come down. We trap once, nothing. We trap twice, nothing. So we're playing for the possession, right? There's about 37 seconds left. There's about a 12, 13-second differential from the game clock and the shot clock. And we're going to play for this last possession to see if we can cut it from five to two or or, or three, play the foul game. You never know what's going to happen from here. But we trap nothing, white, Ends up caught on on whoever it is that takes takes the drive to the basket and makes a great contest, man, without fouling. Just goes up, just puts his hand in the air, and makes the guy take a tough shot. And then the rebound comes off. And it comes off to Brent Forbes. There's about 12 seconds left on the clock. 12.6 seconds left on the clock, to be exact. And... and you know, I'm first in line at the Bryn Forbes Bank. You know, I'm there 
applying for my small business loan at, at the board, the bank of Forbes, right? Um, I'm a believer in Bryn, but he straight up choked on this last possession. 12 seconds left. We're down by four. So we still need the the possession back. We, we need to score two or three and foul. And if Bryn would have just taken it to the rim, got fouled, or even if he would have taken a, a transition three-pointer and missed it, I would I would have been okay with it. But Bryn dribbles up, you know, when he has numbers. It's a one-on-one situation, a two-on-one, whatever it was, and just pulls the ball out and kind of just waits for someone else to come down the floor and, like, precious seconds are, are fading away. And, and, you know, he ends up handing it off to Derek White, who takes, like, a bullshit three-pointer. And then... um they get the rebound. There's still about four seconds left, but you know they just let him dribble it out, and that's game time, right? So the fourth quarter really came down to okay, we let him go on a on a crazy th- a run in mid third quarter on the lineup that we're supposed to have our best defense out there. So I'm telling you, man, the coaching staff knows and the players know that if that lineup isn't playing together, I'm sure it's for a reason. Maybe they can't score. Maybe with the other people that are around them, if they don't have the right mix. Um, that game, it's just not going to work offensively. You know, defensively, we can get stops, but we need to put the ball in the hole. And if we're relying on LaMarcus and DeMar to put the ball in the hole when we have Murray and White on the floor together and they're not doing that, our two guys aren't doing that, well, then who's going to score? You know, then we're asking Rudy Gay or Patty Mills or Trey Lyles or Marco Bellinelli to come in and just hit shots. You know, when we should be going to our main two guys, you know, coming off a great win versus Memphis, we're... We went to LaMarcus. LaMarcus was unconscious, dropped a 40-piece on him. And we come off of a game like that. Coming into a TNT game, bro. Like, that's the thing. This game was on TNT. And to end it the way we did, and and I'm not just talking about the last play with Bryn Forbes. I'm talking about the whole fourth quarter, the way we kind of just let that slip away from us. And we let a Dallas Mavericks team without Luka beat us on the floor. And we let a Dallas Mavericks team with Luka beat us on the floor. You know, so... It was it was it was a hard fourth quarter to watch, even though there was a couple little bright spots where we're like, okay, we're coming back, but really not. Where was Lamarcus Aldridge? Where was Lamarcus Aldridge in all of this? Where was Demar Derozan? Actually, no, I I I'm not gonna say that about Demar Derozan. Whenever we needed a bucket, he was there and he got it, and he got it. You know what I mean? So so Demar came up big for us, and he's been playing his tail off, and he's our leading scorer, and we all know that he's putting in the effort. And he's not letting any of this outside drama noise that we hear about, about trades and all this stuff, affect his play. Because at the end of the day, he still wants to probably get a max contract. So he's got to perform like a max player. And he's doing a hell of a job doing that for us right now. But is it enough? Is it the style? What's going on? Why aren't we winning? Um, But definitely in this fourth quarter with LaMarcus not stepping up, um, Derek White went uh, uh, one for three in the last seven minutes from the three-point line. You know, Bryn went 0 for 2 from the three-point line. You know, we needed to hit shots, and we didn't. And that's what Pop and everyone kind of boiled this game down to was down the stretch, they hit shots, and we didn't. And I don't think it's just that. They hit tough shots. We defended their ass off, and, and, and most of their shots were contested with a hand in their face. But the important ones, the ones that stretched the gaps, were showing a lot of our lack of uh, consistency on that end, right? So we just... You know, we let this one slip away, and it was a good opportunity for us to not only beat our our 
our in interstate rival the Dallas Mavericks um, and show that hey we're still you know because they're doing great you know kudos to the Dallas Mavericks and Luca I love Luca he's a hell of a player that's my type of point guard right there um, pass first point guard but you know we're here sitting like hey man we got this young core of great talent we we have we have hey you have luca and kp great man but hey we have demar Derozan and lamarcus aldridge who have been doing this for eight nine ten eleven years and we have guys like lonnie walker murray white you know what i mean like all these guys that should be getting it done on on the night tonight uh basis not kind of coming through for us even though luca second year player is given the ultimate green light and is taking it in strides you know we're here waiting to see okay can Lonnie do that for us or who's going to do that for us because we're in the same position we're in a transition hey everybody want to let you know about the green and bold podcast a podcast dedicated to news insights and opinions about the Oakland A's my name's Joe Stiglitz I covered the A's for about a decade first in newspapers then in the TV world looking forward to delivering you all kinds of thoughts about the A's and I'm David Feldman longtime A's historian A's media person, and we're going to get you into everything you need to know about Oakland A's baseball. So head to BigHeadsMedia.com or iTunes or Spotify or anywhere that you get your podcasts and listen to the Green and Bold podcast. Right, but there's one person I want to talk about before we go, and that's Jakob Pertl. Jakob Pertl is probably the X factor right now in our team. He plays limited minutes, but when he's on the floor, the game changes. The game changes. You know, not only on on the defensive end where he's proven to be a hell of a shot blocker, he changes the the game when he's in there. A lot of players do not want to go in there and and, and try to shoot over Jakob. I mean, he was he's been swatting who the 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 who's who of the NBA so far this season. I mean, he's been uh, sending James Harden stuff out there. He's been he's been sending Kawhi stuff out there. He's done it all all season long. But what he's been able to do on the offensive end is really where I think, man, we're 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 better with him at the five. We need Jakob in the game because Jakob is starting to do a few things offensively that he hasn't done before, and that's that's push the break. That's the main one. Is that he's catching the rebound. And quickly, instead of looking to outlet, he looks in front of him. He looks in front of him, puts the ball down, and takes at least one, two dribbles up the floor and just immediately sends that transition into a, 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 a race car track, right? Where now, okay, now we can really have all of our guards running the, the wing. Whoever is up there, if it's Lonnie or, or DJ or if it's Bryn, whoever it is, can really take off now. Um, because Jakob is able to make a smart play off the dribble, make a pass, I mean, right? So he's getting the ball, he's dribbling it up court, and he's finding the right guy. And he's not turning it over. He's making the right read, right? So so as a, as a five-man, he's showing us that he can evolve, and he's scoring better around the rim. He's taking his little hook shots. He's not afraid to score. So on the offensive end, he's not a liability. I think he's he's gonna catch you slipping. You know, if you're if you're kind of taking him as a as an offensive liability, he's gonna put the ball in the hole. Um, he's he's shown us that we're a hell of a, a better defensive team. When he's on the floor, and I think he's actually our X factor right now moving forward. We have all these questions. You know, is Lonnie gonna play more? You know, I think coming off the injury where he kind of bumped knees or whatever it was, his limits have kind of swirled back down 
downwards and trending trending that way and i think just in time he's going to kind of build those minutes back up but we're obviously better with lonnie on the floor but you know is can he take Bryn's spot can he take anyone's starting spot to help us um in the area where we need help and that's in the in the beginning of the game in the beginning of the third quarter that starting lineup that this that kind of digs us a hole all you know all, all season long so far we need to change it up so you know there's a lot of questions you know are we going to start Derek or murray in the playoffs will it switch will it matter you know what i mean you know will we will it depend on the matchup will we start murray against um denver but if we end up you know playing utah are we going to start both of those guys to play you know to guard mitchell and uh uh conley you know what i mean so it just really just depends on what the matchup is i don't know there's so many questions but the main question is is who's going to step up you know are our lineups gonna gonna pr- provide and yield results and wins because it's getting hard out here for a spurs fan we all know that and like i said in my last pod you know it's not time to panic you know we're still just a few games out of the seventh spot the spurs are very capable of going on a run you know at some point of the season uh so it's not time to panic but um this is just a little dive into you know how the fourth quarter went down against the mavericks and where we showed strengths and where we showed you know lack of of leadership or 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 responsibility or accountability and we just kind of didn't come through against the Mavs. And you know what? That seems to be like the case more often than not. Even though I want to say overall, the game against the Mavs wasn't too bad because, you know, we defensively, we held them to, to a pretty good number. But at the same time, we're playing against, you know, a team that just got Luka back off of injury, who's not playing their best players together at the same time that much because they haven't really figured it out. You know what I mean? So it's not like we're going up against, you know, we saw what happens when the Clippers come to town and they they whoop us. Right. And, you know, we go we go to Memphis and we finally, you know, take care of business uh, like we should. You know, then we come back out. We got a national televised game. We don't have many of those. It would be great for us to showcase something, a little bit, a little something to the rest of the NBA. Let them know, like, hey, yeah, we're still, we're still good. But I think for anyone who's outside of the Spurs nation who saw that game is probably thinking, man, the Spurs are in trouble. Man, what are the Spurs gonna do? You know, the TNT guys. You know, they couldn't care about us. It's all about Luka Mania right now, and and well deserved. But are we going to get it together and move up in this playoff race? Uh, or are we just going to stay in the ninth or 10th spot? And are we going to make trades? There's so many questions moving forward. But shout out to Jakob for holding it down. I think, um, you know, overall, Patty has been leading us. I think we're all doing what we can. I don't think anyone in that locker room is there sitting like, oh, no, I'm all pissed off or this and that. No, I think it's just literally we just cannot figure it out right now. It comes down to that. Where are we lacking in energy? Where are we lacking in minutes? Is Keldon Johnson going to get some NBA minutes and runtime? Because if you go see that kid play, he's just always like, let's go, and one. He's pumping his guys up, giving that energy from the get-go every single play. And, you know, he's shooting a, a crazy field goal percentage right now from from the floor because a lot of his baskets are coming off turnovers or transition or you know rarely does he ever you know get a play called for him on the offensive end but he finds all these other ways to impact the game and for me it's like okay the spurs need that so let's call him up let's give him some run here maybe if not before the all-star break maybe we're after the all-star break to show hey can he help us or not 
you know, is Lonnie going to play a little bit more? We'll see. We'll see. But anyways, thanks for tuning in. This is Bucking Spurs Podcast. Make sure to go and subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitch Podcast. Make sure to share this pod to the rest of Spurs Nation. Don't be a pod hog, right? Um, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can go to buckingspurs.com and you'll find all of our content there along with our fan shop where you can get some cool merch and stuff like that. Appreciate a uh, shout out to Phil for wearing my uh, Bucking Spurs t-shirt to the Clipper game the other day. Uh, Phil Boo on Instagram. Make sure to check him out. Uh, lifelong Spurs fan there. He's been on the show a few times. We'll catch you on the next episode of Spurs Nation. Go Spurs go. Hey, this is Will and Dave from the Read Option Podcast. Your go-to source for Pac-12 football. No matter your team in the conference, we're going to cover them. Find us and other great podcasts on BigHeadsMedia.com or anywhere you can find great podcasts.